everyone, this is Catherine with Ultra Health and Wellness Coaching Podcast. Very special podcast. I have my close friend, Courtney Shump. I think I'm pronouncing her name right. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> with me, and she is here to talk about some gut health. So hang in there, and we will speak with Courtney. Just a few housekeeping I- items before we jump in. Make sure to go on over to ultrahealthandwellnesscoaching.com. Sign up for your free newsletter. Each quarter, there is a free drawing for the Fundamental Plan. That's three months of free health coaching that you can receive. And also, if you have a question that you would like answered, send them to be submitted to the newsletter at onealtercoach at gmail.com. That's one as in the number one, ultracoach at gmail.com. All right, without further ado, we will talk to Courtney. Thank you, Courtney, so much for joining us. Um... So you are a GI nurse and you've also done some psych nursing as well. So tell me about how the two kind of intercorrelate. Yeah, of course. First of all, thank you so, so much, Catherine, for having me on your podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and you did a great job pronouncing my last name. It's definitely okay. a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so, so much. Um, yeah, so I, I used to be, um, so I've been a nurse for a little over a decade now, um, which feels weird to say, um, but I've done a lot of different things, um, and most recently I've worked in um, the field of psychiatry, um, on an inpatient unit, and then also um, in a GI clinic, so um, I didn't actually think that there would be a whole lot of similarities between the two, um, to be perfectly like open and transparent, I wanted to have a different and better schedule <laughs> than the inpatient hospital world. So I, I um, went ahead and made the jump over to the outpatient world and, um, you know, ended up really, really loving it. And I um, was told when I interviewed at that job that, um, you know, in the GI clinic that I would find a lot of similarities between psychiatry and GI. And I thought to myself, like, oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) But um, very, very, very quickly, once I started working there, I realized that they were, in fact, telling me the truth. Um, There is a lot of correlation to it. Um, And something that I didn't really know, I didn't really know fully before I started working there, but there's, um, you know, within our nervous system, there's actually like a, we, we call the gut the second brain. Um, so the regular brain, <laughs> the second brain or the gut, um, are actually really closely related. There's, there's actually a little more than a hundred million nerve cells that line your GI tract from the esophagus to your rectum. Um, and so it's pretty wild. To think That's about. a crazy amount of cells. Like I'm amazed that they even could count that high because I would keep losing track. I would still be trying to count them all. I I know, I know. And and it's interesting, too, because like the brain, you hear a lot of neurologists um, say that, like, you know, we actually don't know a whole lot about the brain. Like, we know what we know, but there's so much more that we don't know. Um, and I feel like some of that translates into the GI tract as well. Like, we have a pretty good understanding of the GI tract and the GI system and how it works together. But there are some things that just, you know, don't always make perfect sense. And, you know, every person's body is different and every person's mind gut connection is kind of unique. Um, 
it, it's just a really fascinating field. But um, but the mind and the gut are very much connected. And I think there's a lot of talk right now too, um, especially on different social media platforms that you know there's a lot of talk about gut health and the microbiome, um, probiotics, prebiotics. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of products out there right now too. There's just a lot of just a lot of talk about a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> I have, the reality is we still know a lot about it. Yeah, have you ever um, read anything or seen anything on Georgia Eve? She is like a psychiatrist, and she started like with college kids and that were really depressed, and she started like kind of getting them on like a low carb diet and it started like helping with like their anxiety and depression and some other things um but I thought that was like really interesting of like of how like much your gut biome plays a part of like your actual brain and stuff like you're yeah. saying you know I haven't heard of her um I, I I'm not like super super well read on that particular uh, like study, I guess, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, in a lot of the readings that I've done, um, there, you know, there's a lot of talk about how like sugars too can mm-hmm. really affect your like anxiety, your sleep, things like that. And, um, I mean, I think it's pretty, you know, um, pretty proven at this point that, you know, sugar is like an addictive substance. Oh like, yeah. Parts of your brain light up on MRIs that you know are similar to when someone ingests like cocaine. You know. Oh yeah, that's um, why, that's why I can't do sugar, man. Like I, <laughs> the other day, like I went after Starburst, and then I had a because I was like, hey, you know, I made all these excuses why I wanted these Starbursts and why I deserve to have this Starburst, and then like I went and got me some Starbursts, and then not too long later, I was down there buying another pack of Starburst because that one pack just didn't scratch that itch. And I was yeah. like, this is, and somebody who saw me was like, I didn't think you eat sugar. And I was like, this is the reason why I don't eat sugar. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> once that Pandora box is open, it's hard to stuff it back in, things back into it. <laughs> right. No, totally. Um, yeah. And I, I, I know, I've known you for a while now and I know that you don't, like do sugar and stuff so yeah um and I totally I totally hear that I know other people that don't do sugar either and you know they say the same thing like it's very hard when you stop eating it at first because you're literally withdrawing from something that your body is like used to having um you know and then once you're off of it you're like oh dang I feel so much better yeah Um, it's like that saying in Alcoholics Anonymous like one drink is too much and a thousand is never enough it's like the same thing with my candy (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's a really, yeah, that's a good point. I, I am, um, you know, to be clear, I eat a lot of sugar. <laughs> like, I've never actually tried to cut it out of my diet. I just don't. Um, <laughs> so I will say that, like, I, um, you know, it's every, every person's, like, diet is very unique, I think, to them. Yes, you know? definitely. Um, it's kind of like religion. Um, diet and religion are very similar. Like, they, everybody kind of has their own. Yeah, totally, totally. And that's like, not to segue right back into the gut, but um, <laughs> like religion and like diets, the gut is also very like, you know, unique to each person. Um, each person has a different relationship with their gut, much like they have a different relationship with their mental health, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they really are all connected. Like, um, I know that there's a lot of uh, people out there, and this is one of the main, one of the biggest ways in which I've seen um, psychiatry, like my, my work in psychiatry and my work in GI, one of the biggest, like, um, intersections that I see between the two is actually trauma. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people who have experienced trauma in their lives end up also having, like, GI problems. Um, which makes a lot of sense if you think about it, you know, you're, if you think about, I'm not trying to like ask people to go into their traumatic events here, but if you think about, um, a time in your life and something really bad happened and you felt the lasting impacts of that, yeah. if you think about that, like you probably felt your stomach drop to the floor, you might've felt butterflies in your stomach you might have felt nauseous you might have felt like your appetite was just gone you might have felt like your appetite just opened up and you had to eat everything to try to feel better I mean the gut and your mind and the events that happen to you are so so closely connected um and you know not to get like really really um sad I know this is not probably what your podcast is about but you know for for women and people who've had like any sort of like, um, like sexual traumas, like they end up having a lot of issues with like constipation or diarrhea. So there's just very much like a, um, there's a very, very close connection between the gut and your nervous system and things that happen to you and like stressful events. Like it, it's just really, really, um, crazy. And it's really, really clear the connection between the two. Yeah, it is. It's really, because, you know, it goes back to, like, when people, um, like, you hear about, like, the emotional eaters, like you said, like, you're eating to, like, soothe those feelings, and because you're feeling something in your mind, but yet you're feeling it in your gut, too. Yeah, and those, and those connections are really, really valid, like, I, they're just so valid because they're real and they're there and it happens. And I think, you know, probably to some extent, every person experiences that to some level. Um, I mean, you know, every person has their own struggles and every person has their own relationship to their body and their gut and their mind. And it's, it's really, really wild how it's all connected. Um, and, like, I know I mentioned a minute or two ago, like, you might feel like you have butterflies in your stomach or you might feel like your stomach drops to the floor or something. Like, those are those are things that we say every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, like, very common household terms that just people use. People have always been saying those things. And, yeah. like, that right there is just, like, literally proof is in the pudding, right? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, that's your enteric nervous system right there. That's your second brain. Yeah, um, like you hear so many people so often say, I'm just so upset that I feel sick to my stomach, you know? Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Or like you get upset over something and the next thing you know, you're vomiting. and. Yeah. So. Totally. It's And we see that a lot. And um, I guess... It's easy to compartmentalize things. Um, I think as people, and especially like in, I don't know if this is a cultural thing or not too, but I feel like in America, it's also very easy to compartmentalize things. You know, things are very um, like, 
kind of scientific and fact-based and like, well, my mind is here. My gut is here. My uh, bones are here, you know, like everything is its own separate kind of system, if that makes sense. And I think that's like a common way to kind of think about things when in reality, everything is really kind of connected, you know. Um. All right. So that explains a lot on um, how our guts are interrelated to our brain. So that brings up like, so even say for someone who has emotional eating, all the willpower in the world will not really help them because they have a, some psychological thing that most likely they need to work through. And it's not just based on willpower. Most likely. I mean, I know everybody's different and kind of hard to... Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like, yeah, I mean, everybody is different, but yeah, like in kind of coming from a a place of like self-compassion too, um, yeah, for people who struggle with something like that, you know, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily willpower, right? Because if it was willpower, it wouldn't have probably been a been an issue right yeah like you would be able to poop and you would be able to like not poop so often or right (laughs) exactly so I think I think you know in my experience it it seems like one of the uh, most helpful things for people who do have struggles like that is to have you know some level of insight into Mm -hmm. the fact that um you know for example when I um you know, like, if you aren't getting enough sleep, like, for me personally, in my body, I'm always speaking for myself, but I have realized that when I am not sleeping well, I become so hungry. So mm, oh, hungry yeah. Every day. Me oh, too. Oh, my God, like, oh, I have a hollow leg. Like, I just, I eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. And sometimes I don't realize that I'm not getting good sleep. Like, I might be like, well, gosh, I think I got, like, seven or eight hours but then if I really stop and think about it, I didn't get good sleep. Mm-hmm. Like my sleep was not restful, you know, because I was maybe on my phone too much before I went to bed or I'm stressed out about something that's happening at work or in my life or something else. And something is, you know, literally like making me not sleep well. And so then I become really, really hungry. So it's like, for me, I realized that that that's an insight that I have to my own body and my own mind gut connection and so that's where I can learn to listen to myself and try to make make changes if I'm able to you know and some things are not able to be changed just by pure willpower like you were just saying so you know I think like reaching out to you know a professional is always a good good first step so um I uh, Catherine you know this about me because we're, we're friends but I talk about my therapist all the time I <laughs> love her to the end of the moon and back (laughs) um, and that's where I'm able to get help and um, you know get some tools in my toolbox for when willpower is not not enough you know yeah and that's great and thank you for joining and I'm gonna like end it here and hang on tight because I'm gonna say goodbye to you off air Um, but uh, and then so We'll have Courtney on again for another segment on how we can help with the effects of our gut when our gut brain is overriding 
the system um, and ways to help with that. So make sure to tune in and listen in on that episode as well. Thanks for joining and make sure to tune in next week because your health deserves it.